Hi everyone, you're listening to Resident Advisors Exchange. I'm Martha. Thanks so much for choosing us and welcome to another edition of our Critics Roundtable. So myself and two guests from RA's network are going to be running through some of our favourite releases and music moments recently. Um, Let me introduce you to who you're going to be hearing from today. We have Zoe Shopmaker, Resident Advisor Staff Writer. Hello. Hi. Thanks for having me. And Rose Manson, who is the Glasgow City Manager. Hi. Hello. (laughs) Um, Before we get into everyone's selections, I actually think it would be great if you could each tell everyone a bit more about what your job entails. So Zoe, let's kick off with you. Perhaps you could share a little bit about your background in writing, joining quite recently to RA and also what your role kind of entails. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, so I've, I'm a news staff writer, as you said. I um, have been writing pretty much my whole life. Um, I've been doing journalism since I was like 10 years old. And um, I'm also a producer and a DJ. And I go by Sister Zoe. Um, and I started doing music journalism, um, a couple years actually after I started DJing, I, um, started writing for a local radio station in Kansas city, Missouri, where I'm from called, uh, 90.9, the bridge. And yeah, uh, then the pandemic hit and, uh, they weren't able to pay me anymore because they got like resident advisor they relied on uh ticket sales to pay their artists um or pay their writers so uh yeah fast forward a few years I applied to resident advisor back in September of 2021 and start officially started the job on March 7th Um, so I'm mostly focused at the moment on news writing. So everything from new album announcements to, um, tech articles on like new gadgets, new synthesizers, things like that. And, um, I've also recently started on some feature articles as well. Um, so yeah, that's kind of my bag at RA. Uh, everything that you see on the on the news site it's probably like a third me at this point <laughs> <laughs> I always feel like the news is like one of the most stressful parts of RA <laughs> so fast moving it is it is yeah there's a lot of I mean yeah you you'd maybe think that there isn't a lot of news happening regularly in the world of electronic music but you would be very wrong i mean there's so many incredible artists constantly putting music out and um promoters and clubs doing really incredible events and you know there's just yeah there's never really never a dull moment i will believe that for sure all right thank you um and rose how long have you been part of the ra crew um so actually similar length of time i think it was march i think march when i started so same just like coming up for a few months now um but yes i'm the city manager for glasgow which is basically i it's like half of it is 
basically like database cleaning, which I really enjoy. <laughs> um, and it's like going for it, making the back end of RA is like as accurate as it can be, basically. Um, uh, tidying it up, closing venues that are already closed, creating new venues. Um, yeah, that sort of thing, making sure that RA online represents the city um, IRL as best as possible. Um, and then also getting to pitch stuff. So yeah, working with like um, the news teams and things like that to kind of like basically be like a little spokesperson for Glasgow, flying the flag, like letting everyone know what's going on um, and pitching for things like that. So yeah, overall, it's a really, really nice role with lots of different little What's, I don't know, I was going to say lots of different little tentacles. That's a really weird way of saying that. Um, <laughs> I like that. But yeah, that's, that's kind of the overall gist of it. Um, yeah. <laughs> Wicked. Yeah, we need that. We need that info from Glasgow <laughs> coming through. Um, thank you, Rose. And also, I was just going to say that we actually have some city manager roles advertising right now. Um, so head to doorsopen.co if you want to apply to do what Rose does, but for your city. Mm-hmm. Okay, we've done the intros. Um, let me explain what we're going to be picking out today. So I have asked you guys to bring me a release that's a favourite of yours from the past few months. It could be an album, EP, compilation, single, whatever you like a mix, a radio set or a live stream that you've been loving, had on repeat and a news story that has moved you this month. So let's get into it. Um, Zoe, would you like to go first and share with us your favourite release from the past three months? Yes. Um, So it it was honestly a really hard choice because there's been a lot of incredible music coming out, but um, I've chosen dot, 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 Kay Watts' release on New York-based label Anno, uh, Hank Jackson's label. It's, uh, yeah, five tracks of pure madness. <laughs> what, what about this record has meant that you've been, like, coming back to it? Um, I've always been a huge fan of Kay Wata's tracks, um, and this album just really feels like a culmination of all of his all of the work that he's done and uh he's really I think he's really honed in on his sound and it's just like every track it's just like ear candy like brain like brain candy there's just um so many like as a producer myself it's just like really exciting to listen to um a record that shows such like a strong command of of the DAW the digital audio workstation like he he really feels it really feels to me like um just one of the most well-produced albums that I've heard in a long time so it was kind of an easy selection for me I don't know too much about him. Do you know what interface he uses? Um, I think he uses Ableton. I know for a fact that he uses Reactor, um, Reactor Blocks specifically. Um, he, He said to me specifically, he's just a huge music nerd and he loves to like go really deep in that. So, uh, with Reactor Blocks 
for anyone who doesn't know, it's basically like Reactor's module interface, uh, modular interface. So you can, yeah, like create any sort of modular instrument or modular rack that you dream of. And the things that he dreams of are like insane. Um, he also has been getting into Max and like, um, which is a program that works as a standalone, but also with Ableton. And you can essentially like build any synthesizer in a digital interface. Um, the, yeah, the possibilities are endless. And for me, it's kind of overwhelming when I go in there, but you can really just hear how like technically sound he is with using these, uh, these like virtual instruments essentially. Mm, yeah I can totally see how that would be like extremely overwhelming so it's even more impressive in a way when you find an artist that like navigates that and gets the sound that they're trying to achieve um is there a favorite track or like something that you would recommend a new listener to, to as a starting point um I think lost my focus is my favorite track uh it's the third tra third track on the album um and the way it progresses is just incredible. Like I think Kewata has this way of taking, of starting with a sound that just feels so like unassuming in a way, but very interesting. And then expanding it over the course of like five minutes into something completely different and something like truly like mind bending. Um, and I think that Lost My Focus track is a good example. What have you brought along to share with us? Um, so I have, I've decided to go for, yeah, I feel like there was so much good uh, new music coming out in the past for like three months, but I've decided to go for the compilation CD, Local Actions 10 Years CD, wow. And specifically the CD. Um, I love the fact that they actually released it as a compilation CD and I bought it for my dad for his birthday. And yeah that's I think if you're gonna go for anything that's really like spoken to you and you've actually physically given a CD as a gift recently like you have to go with that because that's that's a pretty rare occurrence now um so yeah I I'm going with that um I just think like I think local action is one of those like it's I think it's maybe the first label that I ever really like I don't know like overly identified with like really was like yeah this this label is like a piece of me and you know like seven eight years ago like first getting into like DJing and playing out records and just like really feeling like whatever they did I was like on board with <laughs> and feeling like yeah I feel like kind of using them as like a navigation into like learning more about dance culture and also like the fun of it and just I, I think yeah it's always been a label that I've really really adored and so it's very impressive to me as well that they've turned 10 like that's such a huge achievement um 
and release this CD. But yeah, like I just like have so much affection for the whole the whole back catalog that I, I had to pick this one. Um yeah, and I just love it. There's such a it's such a like I think it's just like I've always found it to be a really welcoming label. Like I feel like over the years there's been lots of times where I've like kind of ever doubted my doubting my place in like dance music culture and kind of you know just feeling a bit like always do I know enough am I do I love it enough and all that and I've always found that with the local action that's I've never questioned that about myself I've never felt like oh I maybe not quite you know oh I don't maybe know enough to be involved in this I've just it just like felt very welcoming and like if you love the tunes you love the tunes and that was it um and plus I've just probably like rinsed the back catalogue quite heavily so I probably owe a lot of my fees over the years to those tracks (laughs) um so yeah yeah that's what I've gone with that's a really good one to pick and so important to have those labels in your life that just like introduce you to more and more artists and those ones that you can just trust and just know whatever they find is going to be up your street yes really cool yeah completely it is that like level of trust you just like it's almost like you just decide to follow them like wherever they're going you're like yeah I'm down for this like what's next (laughs) Mm. such a compliment you've given them as well just saying that (laughs) that as a label they help you to feel like you find your place in in music like that is just surely what labels set out to do so that's really nice um is there a track in particular that stands out to you from the release yeah I think I'd have to choose um Aya's track um the massive vibe moment one especially as well because it's the massive vibe moment um I just I just love it just love it a lot Aya is incredible. I, I'm obsessed with her. Aya is the best. Yeah. yeah. Big, big agree there. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Rose. I'm going to squeeze one in as well. Um, This is an old favourite artist of mine, um, but yeah, they have a new release out and I really, really love it. Um, Coriolis by Air Max 97, released on Decisions, which is his own label. Um, I just love anything that's like wiggly and a bit weird and has like a lot of like earthy textures in it. Um, And yeah, that is... That is my favourite thing, something that I've just been coming back to time and time again um, over the past few weeks and something that I'm really loving playing on the radio as well on NTS. Um, So yeah, that is my absolute favourite record that I have been listening to, Coriolis by Air Max 97. Do you have a favourite track on there? (laughs) Oh, you're asking me. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Probably the title track. (laughs) probably the title track um and then if i if i for some reason wasn't allowed to choose the title track it would be collapsing void which is like just a perfect way to conclude the ep
We'll move on to the kind of mixes, radio sets or live streams that you've been tuning into. Uh, Rose, what's it been for you recently? Um, so I actually, I'm really bad at listening to stuff on the, on the like listen back. I'm, yeah, just not got an organised enough brain to kind of look through mixes and stuff. And I pretty much listen to just radio live all the time. So when people ask like, what's your favourite mix recently? I kind of flounder a lot. Um, <laughs> but I think, so I think I'm just going to go for like live, uh, not live radio, well, live radios, but going to go for like just stations that I'm kind of rinsing at the moment. Um, and there's a station in Glasgow called Radio Buena Vida. Vida? Radio Buena Vida. And um, yeah, they just, they've just got like a really good um, like source of re- like big, really good like residents. And they're just kind of just like really, it's a new station. So it's only like coming up for two years, I guess, or something like that, a year or two. And um, yeah, it's just, it's just really great. They've got like a good community going around them and people putting a lot of effort into it. So I've been listening to a lot of their shows and just like sticking on for the full day. I think it's really nice when you can listen to like a, a station for the full day and go for that whole schedule like and you know it's not normally in a good way it's not really tailored to the actual like time of day which means you're often like you're shocked at what you're getting at like 2 p.m on a Wednesday but um yeah no so it's a really good station um there's been like a really good like surge of great stations in Scotland um and like kind of each city now seems to have one and like EHFM in Edinburgh and then there's like the station in Aberdeen now um called Ch- Check Your Aerial and they're really cool and they have great websites and yeah so I think I'm just trying to listen in live as much as I can as well it's like doing my own radio, like community radio shows you it's nice to listen live because like those live listeners are like so they bring so much energy to you someone like you know reacts in real time so I'm always trying to tune in live um yeah, but I, th- I think if I was to recommend one show, maybe actually that's just pops into my head. Um, there's a, a show on Subcity by a DJ called Dorica, um, Subcity Radio, and I've been really, really loving her shows. Um, and I would recommend them. <laughs> that was really just pops into my head. But yeah. <laughs> I am really excited to check these out because I love a new radio station mm. or any kind of radio recommendations. Um, what was the name of the station in Glasgow that you mentioned first? Uh, radio Buena Vida. Yeah. Okay, cool. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. Very familiar with EHFM, um, but yeah, super keen to check them out. So Nice. Why do you think there's like a bit of a radio resurgence going on in Scotland right now? I know. Do you know, I feel like there's maybe always been... Subcity, so Subcity Radio is like this one in Glasgow that's actually turning 25 this year. Um, and like it's always been there. And I feel like suddenly everyone kind of realized that it's like you can have loads. <laughs> um, or there's like there's no there's no cap for it. And people have just been getting really creative with it. And and that's been really nice. I feel like maybe new technology, you know, stuff like that has obviously made a massive difference. Like you don't need the studio in the sense that you used to need um and so kind of watching people get really creative with different ways of hosting radio is really nice like um and kind of also I think like people have downscaled radio a lot and like it seems more manageable and like so the aerial community radio in Aberdeen 
they just do Friday nights. And I think that's like really nice. And I'm really into like, like, oh, wait, actually, we don't need to like launch this massive station anymore. We can just start really small and like, you know, and like one night of radio in Aberdeen a week is still great. Like that's something to grow off. And, and so I think it's just like the new, you know, radio call, new little mixing discs, stuff like that, all these new technologies and stuff are just making it like an accessible thing that, yeah, people are getting involved with. But also obviously pandemic came out of like, if you can't DJ, DJ in your living room. <laughs> mm, yeah, that makes sense. Um, well, I love to hear it. Um, yeah, you're going to have to keep me posted with radio updates coming nice. from Scotland soon. <laughs> Thank you, Rose. Um, Zoe? Uh, so for the, for my choice, I've selected a specific mix that I have been really loving. Uh, it is Kiernan Laveau's Pressure Dome mix on Nudes Radio that came out, uh, back in March, March 17th. Uh, but it just continues to be like a, I don't know, like a really pivotal, mix for me um I really love Kiernan Laveau she's one of my favorite DJs and her selections are just so unique her mixing style is really unique and uh this specific mix you know is especially up my alley because I really love uh bass music like UK bass and just like all of the different you know like dubstep jungle dance hall like all of the different like mutations of bass music and this is this mix really shows Kiernan Laveau's view of that whole continuum of sound and I think it's really easy with um UK bass to for it to be kind of stale after a while like if and she just has this incredible way of making it really interesting, really wonky, really left field and moody and uh, also like super feminine, which is always nice. Mm, really nice. How do you think she does that? Um, it's just it's just who she is, in my opinion. Like having known her for years now, like it's it's really just who she is. Um, yeah like her her selections are really deep her music knowledge is is deep I always feel like she's musically just like from another planet because of how she's truly like light years ahead in my opinion like the way that she crafts sound and carves sound it's it's just always a delight to listen to and I actually was thinking of going with a more recent mix from her, which was her deck mantle mix that she just put out, which also is incredible. Uh, but I chose this one just for, uh, because it's really up my alley sound wise. I also love Pressure Dome, uh, Jen Hartley's label uh, is a really like big label for me. So I, I always try to pay attention to what what Jen is doing and it was just really exciting to see someone who is near and dear to my heart and also one of my greatest inspirations as an artist uh doing a mix for for Jen so 
yeah, she's, Shane is just like a, I don't even know what, to, she's like a savant when it comes to mixing. <laughs> so in- inspiring as well to like not be able to just mix like extremely well, but also to be able to like convey your essence um, yeah. through your mixing. Like that's just like the next level. It's yeah. crazy. Yeah. And if you're lucky enough to catch her live, you get to really experience that on like a whole other level, but also in terms of just mix crafting, she really has a special talent for it. Cause I think, you know, it can be easy. Like I said, it can be easy for a mix to just be like, Oh cool. That was a nice mix. But when she makes a mix, it's so well thought out and so just deeply curated. And this one, especially just, had me going like oh like the whole time I was listening to it (laughs) thank you very much um I'll add a mix onto our list as well I in the end just decided to be totally honest and just say what is the mix that I've been going back to time and time again over recent weeks it's an RA one which is very cringe I know um but it is Sky H1 who I'm just like I think I might be her biggest fan and I've I've thought about this and I've kind of measured over the years and I think I might be her biggest fan um but yeah at the start of this year she did a sort of wellness themed mix for Reset Advisor as a part of our like wellness month in January and um I've just kind of needed to hold on to this mix like it's really been getting me through um and it has like energetic points it's not all just like you know wishy-washy it's not it's not like that at all um but I feel like it it holds my attention in a way that I need in order to like properly relax when I'm trying to do anything kind of mindful or thoughtful or in the world of like meditation which I'm not terribly good at um but this mix has really been keeping me company so I absolutely love it thank you again Sky H1 I don't know if it's also sky high. I guess if I was her biggest fan, I would know that. So, (laughs) (laughs) All right, we're already at our third selection, third and final selections for this episode. Um, It's gone really quick, actually. The last thing that I asked each of you to bring was a news story that has moved you this month. Um, I'll go first. I'll just dive straight in. I thought actually this would be a good one to talk about because Zoe, you actually wrote this piece of news. Um, (laughs) So maybe I'll be asking you about it more. Um, But the headline is 103 UK festivals commit to tackling sexual violence. Um, this is this is huge um, considering how things have like been unfolding over recent years and this seems like a positive thing to have come out of like festivals having a little break and a little reset. Um, Zoe how did this story come across your desk? Uh, I I have a process every morning where I just kind of go through and uh, look at news across the board and BBC had actually, um, they were the first to break the story and that's how I found out about it. And yeah, that's how it came across my desk. And I immediately was like, well, this is, this is definitely newsworthy. Um, yeah. So it was, it was just as simple as me seeing it on BBC and sending it to my editor and saying, we should cover this. And, Mm -hmm. and we did. Um, so it seems to be kind of driven by this AIF 
Safer Spaces campaign. AIF is the Association of Independent Festivals, um, which is great. And yeah, I was just reading through the article. I'm not sure if this is like stats that came from them or stuff that you've added in, but there was one stat which just made me feel sick. In 2018, market research company YouGov found that 43% of women festival goers under 40 had faced unwanted sexual behaviour at a festival. I mean, it's not like surprising, but it's still disgusting. Um, So yeah, it's amazing that this positive step is being taken and also that it's been covered like in mainstream news on RA as well. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I mean, it's uh, a super important step to be taking um, across the board and the fact that there's so many festivals, 103 to be exact, who have committed to like signing on to this charter uh for those who don't know basically like the aif created the safer spaces campaign in 2017 and they updated it with a with a charter of like best practices and it follows a survivor-led approach where they're going to take all allegations seriously all complaints seriously and uh, and and like act on them quickly. So yeah, it's it's a good step, I would say. Do I think like it's gonna suddenly make the problem go away? Definitely not. But the fact that more and more festivals and events and clubs even are thinking about these issues uh, is great. So yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and adding some sort of tangible steps that are like relatively straightforward to follow. Um, I think, right? Yeah, positive step forward. Mm. Well, Zoe, whilst we're with you, did you have a news article that you wanted to share with us? Yeah, um, I chose the uh, directory from In the Key of She that recently came out. Uh, it's a directory kind of similar to the Black Artist Database. Uh, it's a directory of women, trans, and non-binary music producers. Uh, I just, you know, as a as a trans woman and a producer myself, I understand how like h- hard it is and kind of how much of like an uphill battle it could be as a woman producing in this industry. And uh, there's just so many producers out there who are men that are just dominating the the industry and and getting so much play so I was really excited to see that this directory came out and that's going to create like an easier and like direct link for people for listeners who are seeking out music from different voices Uh, so that is why I chose In the Key of She um, it was created by British DJ, producer, and academic professor Samantha Parsley and features 250 women, trans, and non-binary artists. And it's non-exhaustive. So it, it's, you know, like they're always adding to it, which is exciting. Yeah. Uh, I think it's like a really, there's more and more efforts being taken by labels and people in the industry to champion woman producers and artists and trans and queer non-binary artists so it's just really exciting to see uh like an actual 
concentrated place where I can go and be like, all right, like, for example, I'm working on this mix and I, and I want exclusively to include music from trans women in this mix. And it can be kind of difficult to, once you've exhausted like the 10 trans women that I could like name off the top of my head who produce. Um, so having a resource like this is just extremely valuable to me. Really helpful. Also, I like that it's kind of rooted in like being an academic research project, I think. Yeah, same. Yeah, it feels like it's been done like really thoroughly and given the sort of care and attention that something like this would need. Yeah, absolutely. Rose, would you like to round us off with a news story that you've been thinking about recently? Yeah, I think in a way it's it's kind of linked to what you're saying, actually. So um, mine is basically the latest one was RA was writing about it in terms of festivals. Um, but there's been a few things written up right now, and it's like about ticketing sales and kind of the growing... Um, the growing leap of faith you have to take when putting on an event at the moment and the growing risks financially of putting on parties, festivals and all that. Um, I think like, it, I think it's just really important to talk about it. So I'm really glad it's getting that attention because, you know, as soon as the risk becomes greater, it just, it's like this knock on effect that affects, you know, domino effects of people who one after the other groups who are finding it harder and harder to put on their own events and you do end up just you just end up with like parties being run by trust funds and then you end up in a very specific dance music culture when when the risk can be absorbed by people out there on lower incomes and and I think it is so important to talk about and I'm really interested in like start, you know, sparking these conversations of like how how can we as like promoters put on events that like actually are also safe and secure for the promoters and like financially viable and you know, and then where does that lead to like different methods of po- like hosting parties? You know, like I think um, there's a great um, promoter in Glasgow called Events Research Program, um, run by a DJ called Booster Hooch. Um, and she basically has a Patreon, Patreon. (laughs) Every time I say it, I say it both ways and I'm like, I don't know. Um, And so it's got a monthly membership. Um, I think she's got about 30 people who have a monthly membership and that goes towards the cost. And if you have a membership, you pay, I think it's 350 a month, but you get free entry to every monthly party. And if you're not a member, you just turn up and pay on the door. I think it's seven pounds. And it's just like a way of cushioning like herself as promoter and cushioning the actual parties to be able to like continue booking interesting artists, being like a setting platform and just like a great, a great party and a great thing for like the Glasgow community. And I'm very into, I think, I think it's great. I think it's a great idea and it seems to be like working well and, and just like talking about these ways in which like how do we put on events without having to like risk our own our own money and and like therefore you know when you take away that risk it just allows so many more people to be creative as promoters to be able to put on the nights that they want to see to change the nights that we're seeing to like yeah open up open it up so um, yeah I'm just really interested in discussing these things further and it's good to see it like being talked about and let you know on RA news and stuff like that 
Um, because yeah, it, it's like we if you're talking about inequalities, it's so good to just like I just talk about the actual like beginnings of it as well, like when it starts. I think I feel like you could almost see it's like the starting point of how if it's just going to get more and more difficult how in a few years time we're just going to end up with less people putting on less varied events and that's really sad so it's good to talk about it now kind of yeah <laughs> absolutely I also love that um Henry went with this quote for the title every promoter I know is stressed <laughs> I know oh it's so that is such a good title um because yeah, I think what was good about the RA piece in particular was like it was a bit of a reminder that like, you know, a lot of the events that I'm going to are not put on by massive nameless companies or put on by people who are really passionate and taking their own like personal um risks with it. And so yeah, it's good to look at it from that angle. Cause that's the kind of events I want to see happening and like the kind of people and promoters that I want to support. So it's like oh yeah no it's not just like some like sponge that can just soak up financial loss like it is very real and you know it's a difficult time to like lose money let's be real (laughs) absolutely really really hard and um on this podcast I've interviewed like a lot of people and edited a lot of interviews of people sort of describing their music journey and possibly with like I don't know, this is a completely made up statistic, but like 90% of the people that come on this podcast and talk about their musical journey credit one particular night um, to having like really shaped their musical evolution. And I think if you look at, for example, like Forward and how impactful that was as a club night, like we all hear these stories about what it was like to go there. Um, and uh, for me, there was a hyperdub night that was going on like before the pandemic that I absolutely loved and like it it was like just it gave me so much and so it's really interesting to hear about how people are sort of um considering those who are really up for helping even if you don't go every single week like I know that I would love to contribute to that to that particular night because it gave me so much so much more than Mm -hmm. just like a fun night out and I would love to like be a subscriber of that unfortunately this particular night that I loved doesn't happen anymore um but yeah like hearing about the patreon thing it's like really i think even finn was saying when he came on the podcast about other ways of just doing things and and changing the models for promoters so that it's just a bit more sustainable and less Mm -hmm. scary yeah and kind of shifting the the view of like what your money is paying towards and kind of like instead of just constantly paying for like the night when i go i'm conscious now that i'm like paying for like this like producer and curator that I like believe in now I'm like paying for them to like keep their like almost as if like you level up like the idea of um programming to DJing like I want to like pay them to program nights more that I know like yeah getting it getting behind it in a way that's um yeah I've never really done before because I've never like paid even when I'm not going um yeah it's very different but I'm very interested in it great well has anyone got anything else to add 
No, not off the top no. of my head. Thank you so much for having us on. Mm-hmm. Thank you, guys. Yeah, thanks, thanks for all your selections. Um, really appreciate them. We've got so much. We've got a great list now of things <laughs> to dive into um, <laughs> to catch us all up on the last couple of months. Um, thank you both for sharing your selections. We're going to put some links on the RA site and in the description of this podcast if you want to dive further into anything that we've mentioned today. Um, really hope that you enjoyed this episode. You can, of course, browse our full archive of episodes on your favorite podcast platform and be sure to subscribe to the exchange to receive updates from us if you love this show please do leave us a review as it helps get our stories to more ears until next time take care